You're listening to The VAP, episode 35, The Mission. With two tons of aluminum hitched to his bumper, cruising down the internet superhighway, The VAP is streaming right to your ears. Vintage Airstream Podcast. And now your host for the Vintage Airstream Podcast, Tim Shepard. Living in Back again with us, Colin Hyde of GSM Vehicles. Welcome, Colin. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. And Rob Baker. Hello, everyone. Hey. Well, we're going to talk about a uh, recovery mission of a '53 Flying Cloud and all the do's and <clears throat> a lot of don'ts. I think <laughs> we're going to go through. <laughs> um, but we also have a, a few questions, some calling questions, and some some of your email questions in. And we're going to cover all that. I so, don't have any questions. No, you don't have any questions. Okay. Um, you know, I know who does have a question though. It's Bernie from Michigan. He sent in an email, and he has a few questions here. One of them we just covered real recently. Uh, what does he use to paint his fiberglass shower stall in his '75 Excella? And we actually went over that in good detail in the um, uh, the call-in show. So once you you can check back there. Basically, what's the what's the ten-word answer there, Colin? Ten-word answer. <laughs> I'm counting quality too. Quality products. There you from go. From your local auto body supply house in the way of uh, plastics compatible paints, primers, etc. There you go. So, yeah, check back. We want that in good detail on the call-in show. Uh, question number two. Do you guys have a list of people who can polish trailers near Michigan? He already knows about PNS Trailer in Ohio. He wants to know if there's others. And he heard about a guy who traveled around to polish trailers, but he, he's not sure if that's really available or not. You guys aware of any polishers out in Michigan area? No idea. <clears throat> Not in the not in the Michigan area, but I I really don't know. Uh, I know there's a guy that does poly- travel around, but this time of year probably uh, it's not the year he'll be up there because I think he brings his airstream and stays there while he's there polishing. <laughs> so I I doubt he's going to Michigan at this time of the year. Right. But then uh, there's a guy I think in Oregon. You got to take your trailer to Oregon, but not in Michigan. Not really known. Um, yeah. Who's the guy who travels around and does it? Do you have any contact info? Or, I, I don't know, Tim. Okay. All right. Well, we're batting uh, zero on that one. Uh, <laughs> if anybody knows, call us in, and we'll get it back to Bernie and get get him uh, the info. Question number three is, why are so few pictures of you guys on the site? Uh, for one, I'm I, ugly. <laughs> Yeah, we don't exist. <laughs> I can say I, I have a face for radio, so <laughs> that's, that's my excuse. Uh, he does say that you guys are rock stars. Keep up the great work. So thanks, Bernie, for for uh, sending that in. Appreciate that. Rock on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. We have uh, another question here from Pony. We Pony has ponied up before a question to us. Uh, this time he says, "Is it a crime to paint an airstream?" He's thinking of painting a '67 Sovereign. What color? <laughs> yeah. Silver. <laughs> yeah, he didn't say the color. Well, That's I, all he said. I think I think Richard probably Richard would be good to answer because I know when he showed up to places, he got people really some people really chastised him for painting an airstream. You know, they didn't realize there was no rivet on the front set and front and rear, and rear end panels to know it was an Argosy, but that's because it wasn't an Airstream. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> right? But uh, I know Rich did get a lot of grief from some people that really, really were perturbed about him painting an Airstream. How dare you? Well, part um, of that came from the fact that he removed every Argosy logo and then put the Airstream, Airstream Life magazine Life. logo <laughs> up where the Airstream logo typically would be. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it was sort of a uh, a simulated airstream at that point, but um, 
it can be done, though, right, Colin? Oh, sure. You yeah. paint anything. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I, I do know that some, when for the clear coats and stuff, I've seen some out in California painted, actually, Airstream's painted silver, so it's done. And instead of doing the clear coat and messing with it, they've actually repainted it. But All right. So it's not a crime. It'd be interesting. He's not gonna go he's, Airstream's he's going to go Airstream's huh? No, but <laughs> one thing that will happen is that the uh, value would be will be considerably less than if he doesn't paint it. Yeah, that's the first thing. Second now thing in, is, in painting, it's going to cost a significant amount of money if he gets a reasonable job done. Mm-hmm. You know, and it he could probably get it polished for a lot less than he could get it painted for. Okay, assuming the metal's in good shape, etc. We got a, another email question from Steve. He's asking about the '65 Caravel. He'd like to know where you got the diamond tool chest shown on the front and the rear tire mount, and how did you get the satellite dish hooked up? Well, the diamond toolbox in the front, we fabricated it, and that's actually a shelf for the generators. And as there was space below it that was available, we created a box uh, below and fastened it and then cut, it, cut out the, the lid or the, I suppose, the base of the checker plate in order to uh, make an entrance. So that's all hand fabricated. Uh, the spare tire mount in the back was also hand fabricated. And what we did is we created a receiver um, that was welded to the uh, chassis cross members uh, forward of the bumper and it extended out towards, uh, I guess it's just below the bumper because the client did, wa- did not want to have a visible uh, receiver when the spare tire uh, mounting assembly was removed from the trailer. You'd have to actually bend over and get on your knees and look underneath the trailer to see how it was actually fastened. But in effect, it was a sort of a, a, a trailer, uh, a two-inch receiver that was uh, uh, custom fabricated to suit the underneath of the trailer. And the satellite dish, we yeah. did not connect it. That was done by the client or his his uh, nephew or cousin or somebody. Mm-hmm. But we made a, uh, you probably noticed on the front there, it was a telescoping polished aluminum square tube uh, post that uh, uh, would sit down sort of just out of sight if you're looking through the rearview mirror and when you got to a, a campsite or whatever you could extend this thing way up and uh, I think it went up about six six or seven feet something like that okay sounds good we like our uh, mail questions but we actually prefer the voicemail ones call into our voicemail line at 206-202-4827. And we got one of those ready to go from Martin from Louisiana. He has a 63 Bambi, and he has questions about uh, the brakes, working on the brakes. So let's uh, hear what he has to say. Hi, this is Martin from uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. And I had a question about my 1963 Bambi Airstream. Um, we received this... Uh, after it had been involved in an accident, and I had found out that the uh, uh, power brakes had been, the wires had been cut. And um, I'm just wondering, well, after after I tried to uh, test them out with a battery, uh, nothing's happening with the magnets. So I was wondering, is it possible to buy replacement parts to replace, say, the uh, the main guts of the brakes, or do I need to replace the entire uh, brake assembly? Um, again, I love the show, and thanks a lot. Thanks, Martin. Appreciate you calling that in. And uh, Anybody else who has a question, feel free to call them in, or ideas for shows. We look forward to hearing from you. So, what about, what go about ahead. the wave file? Hasn't anybody sent us one of no, those? No, no, people, yeah, those actually sound really great. But I guess it's too complicated, too much steps involved to uh, to do that. There are instructions on the website if anybody wants to tackle that. Just the voicemail line seems to be easier for most people. So what do you think there, guys? Uh, brakes on a 63, making them modern? Well, 
I haven't tackled uh, the a Bambi brake upgrade yet, uh, other than replacing the whole axle, of course, which is typical for that vintage of trailer anyway. Um, you know, if the axle hasn't been replaced, it needs to be. Uh, however, on some of the other trailers, the leaf spring types, and I suspect even with the torsion axle types, you can uh, buy the modern backing plates that already have uh, modern magnets and shoes, etc. And, and they will bolt right onto your existing axle. So I'm not sure exactly on the sizing for the Bambi, but I wouldn't be a bit surprised if the modern uh, drum diameters, etc., and offsets for the backing plates uh, line right up just like the 12-inch uh, the diameter uh, drums on the, on the larger trailers. Okay, but being it's a torsion axle, that old, chances are he's going to need a new axle. He can get it with a loaded backing plates already. Exactly. You know, you get a new axle, it doesn't make any sense to try and buy a bare one. Uh, you know, it's, it's really not that much more money, and you can get everything new, and it's already uh, preset, etc., etc., and it's you know, kind of a bolt-on exercise. Alrighty. One thing we did notice on the 61 Bambies, though, not really sure why they did this, other than the fact that it was the first year of the torsion axle. Um, the axles were actually welded to the chassis. They weren't bolted on. And uh, one job we did, we actually had to cut the axle off the chassis, fabricated new mounting plates, like all of the later uh, trailers, and uh, welded the mounting plates to the chassis and then bolted the new axle to it, just like all the, uh, I guess, 62 and later trailers. So it can be done. Bolted or welded, it can be overcome. Yeah, oh yeah, and anything can be done. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Martin, for calling that in. We really, really appreciate it. And we'll uh, continue on with the Ambassador update everybody is waiting for. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been waiting patiently. Please welcome the Ambassador update. I know everybody, you know, just waits every two weeks for this. <laughs> it's like Christmas morning after Santa Claus came. That's right. That's right. We're, we, we've been waiting with bated breath to hear your trials and tribulations. I know. That's exactly what it is, man. <laughs> These vintage babies. Oh, boy. I think in the last show we talked about what? We reskinning the uh, kitchen counter and making a new countertop and... Since then, I was uh, in search of a new uh, sink. I was going to look for a stainless steel sink to uh, to replace the original porcelain one. And yeah, I couldn't find one locally. They're always too big. They're like wider and deeper than the original one. And I ended up deciding just to go ahead. The porcelain was in pretty good shape. And I had a couple of those little patches that people do with that little touch-up paint. But in all in all, it looks pretty good. So I decided to go ahead and reuse the original kitchen uh, sink. Hooray! Uh, yeah, on, on one of the, something. the porcelain sinks are more money than the, than the stainless steel when I went to look at them. Well, that's why it's an Airstream. Yeah. You know, it's high quality high right quality. from day one. There you go. So, yeah. I'm just going to keep that and already cut got the cut out for it and the trim ring cleaned up and put back in place and so that is one more thing I don't have to get. Uh, one thing I got to warn you though, okay. got to be really careful when you finally get this jewel on the road. Mm. Don't leave Someday. Uh, dirty pots or whatever in the porcelain sink when you're driving. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you will destroy it. Yeah, yeah. I could I could see that would be a very a very easy thing to do. Yeah. I, there's still a little couple. Things it's going to be touched up. I'm about to buy that touch-up paint and go over it a little bit, but all in all, it's pretty good, pretty good shape. I did get the gray tank mounted in underneath. Uh, I decided to add a like a screw Steel. guard, yeah, you know, underneath the plywood floor, so that if something was screwed down from the top, like mounting the converter or something, or if somebody was somebody later on besides me was working on it, and didn't realize the tank was there, they wouldn't screw into it automatically. So I put well, it. That, that won't be you. No, that won't be me. <laughs> I know it's too much work. 
So put those in, the little nail guards in, and then I, I uh, with some help from my cousin, came by and helped me hold that tank up and got it up and in and actually lined up with all my holes and uh, one up through the floor and two out through the back cross member and got it strapped in. I got two straps now. I'm going to add a couple more uh, to make sure it stays there, but it's in. Yay. And it fit. Good. Keep Keep right, Tim. That's right. <laughs> that's right keep right it was a actually it was a an old street sign <laughs> i used it's aluminum man i used for the guard the guard plate an old aluminum street sign it, it was the exact length i needed 30 inches imagine mm-hmm. that and now i from my experience um street signs aren't bulletproof no <laughs> but i know why the traffic is so bad out here all the street signs are gone are gone <laughs> They're hitting in 46-year-old trailer subfloors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a vintage sign. That's right. That's right. Now, did this fall off a post or fall off a truck or uh, <laughs> come from the... Uh, well, let's just say I do work for a local city government, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, they actually have a, a bin of old beat-up signs that just get tossed. So I I got permission, proper permission to, to use it. So Cool. Now, is that Imagine between the... Your garage must have lots of signs in it then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know they were aluminum, so it might now. Maybe I'll build me a street sign aluminum trailer. All out of street Now, is that in between the floor and the tank? Yes. It's screwed okay. up from the bottom, yeah. Okay. So, hmm. let's see. What else did I do? I got a lot of a lot of the plumbing done. I uh, basically got the bathroom plumbed uh, with the PEX and the uh, CD Tech fittings, those those push-on fittings. Those are pretty cool, man. Uh, I got the, the tool that cuts the pipe straight. And then you just push it in, but it's a little deceiving. You, you got to push it in pretty good. It'll go in smooth about an inch, but then it's still not all the way in. You got to really cram it in good, and then you can fill it seat pretty well. So, got the uh, the bathroom plumbed in. Uh, got some stub outs for the faucet for the bathroom, and I got two drains going out the floor of the vanity for the hot and cold lines and it tees off uh the cold line over to stubbed out for the toilet with a valve and uh also the twin temp uh, heat exchanger back there is plumbed in uh with using red pecs and then my my regular plumbing is all white pecs and it's that's all plumbed up up to the twin temp itself the hot in and the or the cold in and the hot out so, not up through the kitchen, though, just like from the twin temp back. Uh, so, that's all ready to go. So, you haven't actually leaked water anywhere? No, yet. no. I do. <laughs> I did uh, put my my city water connection in on the side of the trailer. It's kind of near, a little bit lower to the right of my Marinco power inlet. I got an aluminum... Uh, aluminum water inlet to put to the side of the trailer and I got that mounted and that's hooked up so I can actually hook a hose to my uh, plumbing now so I got that going uh, you can hardly see. wait for your update when you tell us when you first put water in it I know it'll be like my it. black tank <laughs> <laughs> the leaks between the inlet and the outlet you mean yeah the leaks between the inlet and the outlet that's right well, how's the shell? Any uh, leaks in there? I'm sure you've been getting some rain lately. Yeah, we had pretty good rains, and uh, I must say it, it's leak-free as far as I could tell. Because remember, if you remember a couple of shows ago, I went through and took everything off the trailer and sealed it and put it all back and uh, sealed the old awning holes that they whoever put the awning in used these oversized bolts, crazy stuff, and... I uh, got all those, all everything sealed up with uh, rivets and Volcom and new seals on some of the windows. The front and the back windows were leaking a little bit, and I put got new seals on those, and they're fine. They're not leaking now. So right now, there's no leaks in the trailer, as far as I know. So we're good. They all there. leak, Tim. Yeah, I know. It's if it's no, it's not leaking to the in inside wall. It's leaking in between the walls. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, where I can't even, see. Even the, even the newer 80s, 80s models and 90s models, don't they, Colin? Yeah. 
Yeah, even brand new ones. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else did I do? Got a lot of wiring done, man. Oh, the wiring is crazy. The wiring is crazy. I got six-gauge wire running from one side of the trailer to the other for high current stuff. And then I got eight-gauge running up to the to the original circuit uh, fuse box in the front where the glass screw fuses were and the, the battery connections come in. And then I got various speaker wires for speakers and uh, coax cable all the way up to the antenna for the stereo and all kinds of stuff. So, Are you, are you doing any wiring, Tim, for solar? Yeah, I probably will. I'll probably do that when I pop holes in the roof for my vents stacks. What vents? The vent stacks. Oh, your vent stacks. The, vent, vent the, qu- stacks. the quack stacks. The quack stacks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I love it. Oh, yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I haven't heard anybody. haven't heard any comment on it yet, but anyway. Um, yeah, so I'll probably pre-wire for it when I do that. So I think that's about it. I guess on Black Friday, that the big sale right after Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. we went out and went nuts and bought a 20-inch LCD and a 15-inch LCD TV and a DVD player and a stereo for the trailer. So. I know you. You. I was. I was actually shocked because I thought you would have waited till Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday. <laughs> Well, Tim, aren't, aren't you supposed to like use the trailer to go out in the woods and enjoy the environment, not sit inside the trailer and watch TV? Uh, I see. Okay, I'll take it all back. <laughs> it's, it's called kids, it's I called think. Kids and rainy days. Oh, well, I thought you were he supposed didn't... to play like cards and Monopoly and stuff. Oh like that. yeah, no DVD <laughs> players, Wi-Fi, internet. You know, iPods to listen to the app. It's like a couple of places that we went camping in California. One place has had uh, peacocks that would run right outside, right up to your door, and chase you around and stuff like that. And but the other campground we tried a few months later had had uh, free Wi-Fi. So from then on, it was a choice: peacocks or Wi-Fi. <laughs> Guess who won? <laughs> I grew up, I grew up with eleven peacocks on the farm. Oh yeah. Yeah, we actually they dropped a lot of their feathers when we were there, and we we grabbed about half a dozen of them. They're still in a vase downstairs. A couple of years ago, well, it sounds to me, Tim, that you're not likely to be doing a lot of boondocking then. Uh, not likely. Although my twenty group twenty seven hundred amp Lifeline battery showed up today from BestConverter dot com. All right. Um, so I went ahead and got the Lifeline AGM battery and one of their cool. 12 position fuse boxes so I'll be ready to, to put that in. I'm just going with the one battery for now. Have you put out a request yet for solar panels? Uh, yeah, a couple places. I went to email trash. <laughs> it just went off the never never land. <laughs> Haven't heard back. Um, but yeah, no, no, look, look into that. You're, you're a big hammer radio guy, right? Yeah. Not a bad do you, big. Do you, do you do you bring that with the trailer at all or no? No, not really. We just use them for backing up. <laughs> That's it. So yeah, that about do it. Uh, well, I mean, I guess we can talk about. I, I got a bunch more window seals from VintageTraderSupply.com. dot com, and uh, I I spent one day rebuilding the uh, Jealousy window. Mm-hmm. Took took it all apart, job. put in the side. What is that? That uh, felt sort type of a seal. fluff, sort of a fluff seal, yeah, on the sides, and cut my little rubber buttons to hold each window in, and so anyway, that turned out a lot better, and they didn't leak when the big rain came, so that was good. So yeah, it's nice to have all that stuff available, and that Steve's making that for us at VintageTraderSupply.com. Yeah, he's actually taking on a few more projects. I think he's uh, doing some seals now for uh, old Spartans as well. Yeah. Which were some other sort of odd uh, window manufacturers that haven't been around forever. Yeah. Okay, well, that'll do it for the update. Uh, I'll get to work on the, uh, the WAFCO converter that we got from bestconverter.com and 
my new Lifeline battery that came in and get that hooked up. So maybe that'll be an update for next time. Get 12 volts back into the trailer. Of course, it's nice having the 110 lights, too. How many amp hours is the battery? It's a 100 amp hour battery. Mm-hmm. Group 27. So, so just, for our, just for our listeners out there, what's a, a jealousy window? <laughs> Am I saying it wrong? No, no, no. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Well, I know I can't. Uh, Jalousy, so. Okay. Well, I know I can't spell it, so. <laughs> oh, it's spelled J A L O U S I E. Oh, okay. Is that, that kind of like a Worcester window? Yeah. Well, that's why I <laughs> figured Rob was getting me on. No, 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 not at all. I just, for a lot of people, their trailers probably don't have one. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I don't know how you would describe it. It's, it's a, a slatted uh, window. It has yep. uh, window panes that are about mm, six inches by, I don't know, what is it, about 20 inches or so? And uh, they uh, they have a little crank, and they all kind of roll up in unison and go down. I mean, it's, I'll have pictures on the website. Almost My, like a uh, Venetian blind. Yeah. Yeah, our 65 uh, Caravel's got one in the door. If you, I, I just went out to dictionary.com and looked it up, and it says, a window made of glass slats or louvers of a similar nature. Louvers, that uh, was the with, word, yeah. With, with horizontal slats that can be adjusted to emit light and air but exclude rain. Well, that's I when I first got this thing, I, I hated them. They were rattling when I closed the door and leaking. It looked terrible, but... You know, now that I spent six hours <laughs> re- <laughs> rebuilding them, yeah, they look pretty nice, and they don't rattle anymore. Course, I think they're really neat. One of them doesn't open too great. i got to figure out where it's binding. But, uh, All the house trailers of the day had them. Yeah. Jim, when, when my ambassador, uh, the brochure for 59, shows a, a jealousy window right next to the door, but the, uh, the uh, original purchaser... Apparently didn't want them, or they were out of them that day when this trailer was going into production. And uh, I don't have any. I'm just going to crank out windows there. Yeah, I would prefer that, to be honest with you. Um, well, Rob might be able to help you out there. <laughs> he wants these. Huh? <laughs> well, no, he's, he's got all kinds of windows on eBay these days. Ah. Okay. All the air standard windows. I'm noticing the window guy right now. No, I'm going to keep it original, guys. You know me. Original all the way. <laughs> I'm not going to alter the trailer. Keep it vintage. <laughs> all right. We got one guy who's got some real vintage troubles. Uh, I think he's bought something and doesn't quite know what to do, so he called it in to you guys. And <laughs> There's a lot of background and, to it. so. And we know what to do. Well, you know what to do. You always know what to do, but this guy doesn't. He, he might be familiar to you also. Let's listen up. Hey, guys. It's Rich, Eleanor, and Emma on the road. The Tour of America. We're still traveling. Thought we'd check in with you. We're on I-4 in central Florida heading for the Orlando Kissimmee area for a few days. I suppose you guys have already heard that last uh, week or a couple of weeks ago, I bought another Airstream. I have a bad case, I'm afraid, of Rob Bakeritis, and I've got a 53 <laughs> flying cloud now that I don't know what to do with. It's uh, it's a really sweet trailer. There's a ton of pictures online, and I sent you guys the URL. Uh, you can check it out. I'm interested in what the panel of pros thinks of the 53 flying cloud and what I ought to do with it. Uh, so go ahead, guys. Riff on that and uh, keep up the good work. Bye. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Rich, for uh, calling that in. Hmm. Wants to know what he should do with his 53 Flying Cloud. Well, I have I have no idea because I've had no ideas about the trailer. The, well, the funny thing is, okay, <laughs> should have called that in before the move was attempted. Uh, well, let's let's <laughs> let's not skip ahead now. <laughs> Uh, and, and before Rob's wife heard about it, <laughs> <laughs> that Rob Bakeritis, I Rob, love it. Rob Bakeritis. Well, okay, Rob Bakeritis. Let, why don't you clue us in? You were actually contacted uh, after he, after Rich purchased the trailer, to uh, to help him pick it up. So why don't you tell yep. us, tell us the, how that went about? Well, I uh, Rich knows I, I do a lot of traveling down to Virginia. This old flying cloud was sitting over in the Delmarva Peninsula, uh, just about 20 miles or so above the Chesapeake Bay Tunnel Bridge, 
um, way out in the boonies. And uh, he said, Rob, on one of your trips down to Virginia, could you go get it for me and then eventually make its way back up to Collins? So I said, you know, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so a couple of weeks, quite a few weeks went by and everything. Well, last week, you know, our, well, our last show, I was in Canada towing my 58 Overlander back on, you know, a Friday and Saturday came. Sunday, I had to go to Virginia for work. So Monday night, I'm, uh, I head out. I coordinated the rich and uh, told them, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, it's going to cost me my gas and all that stuff. So I said, uh, he said, go for it. And I, I, I departed Monday night uh, around 3 in the afternoon because it was about a 227-mile trip over to where the trailer sat. Using my Garmin i5 uh, GPS, I popped in the address Rich gave me and got over there about 15 miles from the trailer. And I gave Rich a call and said, I'm 15 minutes out. Any last-minute advice? <laughs> and he goes, oh, I have the keys to the trailer. He's in Florida. <laughs> I'm like, so first, I, he goes, it's full of trash and junk. I, he goes, you got to be able to get the stuff and put it on the floor of the trailer and clean it out and put it in the back of your truck or whatever before it's moved. I'm like, wonderful. And and he goes, he used the words, it's got a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking at, a padlock on it. I said, oh, that's no problem. Uh, I'm prepared with my bolt cutters in the back. It'll be a, a five-second job, and I'll be in the trailer. And then he's like, no, 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 I mean a deadbolt. I'm like, oh, no. Because the vintage trailers, a lot of them didn't have the deadbolts. And and uh, I figured I'd be able to get right in because the doors usually pop open pretty easy. So the uh, I got over there, and he's also he also said on the phone as I'm heading in, he didn't think that the coupler on the hitch was any good or working. Uh, of course, it was jacked up. He goes, "It's all jacked up on all, you know, all four corners of the trailer. The axles are jacked up. It's got a bunch of, basically, it had a bunch of house siding stored under the trailer. I'm talking like 30 bundles of house siding. <laughs> so I'm going in. It's dark. It's dark. I mean, it's what it's time dark. is it? I, I, it's uh, oh seven thirty eight o'clock at night when okay. I'm rolling in. All right. <laughs> and I, I took my time and stopped at Walmart and I got my I bought a you know headlamp LED light because I knew I was going to be doing this stuff in the dark by myself, uh, and so I wanted some hands free lighting. Um, I had with me all my tools. I had uh, floor jack, my little tiny floor jack that Colin doesn't like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Looks like it a floor jack, but it goes up about six inches. Yeah. <laughs> it, it works. And you it call yourself a pro. Of, it, it works for the proper number of boards under it. Yeah. But uh, I had two tires from uh, um, uh, Frederick uh, on the forums. He had actually replaced his wheels on a Sovereign, and Dick Perkins had them over in his garage, so I asked Dick if I could borrow them. They're the actual wheels I used to bring the 58 Overlander back from Michigan. So I had those with new rubber on it. Your tubes. lucky wheels. My lucky wheels. <laughs> so the first thing, I pulled up, and it's way out in the boot. He's probably 20 miles out from the closest city. Um, well, I call it a city. There's little tiny towns on the Delmar Peninsula. Walmart was about 45 miles away. Um, and it's a Monday night late. I pull in there. It's out way out down this long driveway. Looked like uh, uh, a bunch of people had been out there four by four in, and it was very muddy. And Richard told me that the hunters are usually out there, and uh, that was true because there was some uh, remnants of some deer that <laughs> that the hunters must have got that morning right next to the trailer. All but right. I pull up to the trailer. Deer entrails. Deer entrails. That's right. Fresh. Thank God it's cold because I'm sure there would have been big snakes everywhere. It was that kind of a place. I, I pull up to the trailer, keep the lights on the trailer, on my headlights, and I jump out, go up to the coupler, and it is rusted solid. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. I mean, I, I, well, so I, I was also, get you into. 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, oh no, the jack hit, the jack hitch was at least at least that was up because that was frozen solid and wouldn't move either. Too bad you weren't near Jackson Center. I know. Yeah. You could have had a new coupler welded on. <laughs> two and five sixteenths. <laughs> so I had my two inch ball and I got out my PB blaster and and some uh, liquid wrench and I s- started soaking. I soaked down the hit coupler really well. And then I got out my Leatherman and uh, started uh, working on the deadbolt so I could get in the trailer. And I worked for about 20, 20 minutes or so and I got the deadbolt, it's a Yale deadbolt, and I finally got that to break free with the help of some uh, uh, channel lock players with the, with the Leatherman. Got in the trailer, and it was it was <laughs> full of stuff. Uh, I started <laughs> looking that at being, that going, Is that okay. being nice, full of stuff? That's, well, what what was in it was very two very cool old uh, aluminum coolers, vintage coolers. Camp cold coolers. Oh. Those are really cool. So I had two of those. Had a bunch of chairs. Had a bunch of floor tiles, um, like uh, the new nonstick type you can use. Junk. Uh, in- interior, right? But beyond the junk, you can look at the interior, and pretty cool interior. You know, some, it's some a, people can. As Colin will say, as Colin will say, it's a pretty neat design because it actually. At one point in its life, it went back to the factory and had a side bath put in the 53 uh, Flying Cloud with a rear shower. Had a Kreft uh, ga- all-gas all propane fridge. Had the original Dixie stove. Front dinette, just a table. It didn't break. It won't break down into a bed or anything. The old table where you used your chairs to pull up, you know, regular folding chairs. So... As soon as I got the door open, I looked at that and said, well, I'll think about how I've got to do all the work on getting the stuff out of the inside of the trailer. While I'm thinking about that, I'll go to the tires. So I go to the tires and I curbside, I go to the lug nuts, start loosening them up. One, two, three, four, five. And i like, five? My Airstream wheels are six lug. And I right then I'm like, oh, no. Oh, oops. Yeah, because so then then he calls me. <laughs> it's not well, they're, they're they're five. They're Airstream five lug, 1953 five lug, and I believe they're the original and original rubber uh, split rims. That's even better. Right. So I give Colin a call, and we talk about it. Actually, out there in the boonies, I'm walking around probably for five minutes trying to. With my cell phone in the air, waiting until I can get a bar. Because <laughs> it's out there. And I finally get a bar, and it wasn't a very good bar either, was it, Colin? No, it wasn't. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going back and forth, and Colin's like, well, grab the wheel and go to us. Of course, this time it's it's after 8 o'clock. It's like 8.30, I think. And he goes, go find a five-lug wheel and, you know, just little and uh, – Put and get new tires on it, and just go that route. So that was that was my goal. I called, got out on the road where there's more cell, and I I uh, pull up on the GPS Walmart. My first thing, Super Walmart, who has five lug uh, trailer tires. I call them; they don't have any. Their auto parts store was closed too. I call uh, Advance Auto; they don't carry trailer tires. There's no tractor supply company uh, around that uh, does carry trailer tires or like a northern tool. Because I'm out there on the Del Mar Peninsula. I think the closest one was 90 miles away. So I'm like, what am I going to do? I've got good rubber and tubes on six lug tires. Uh, but I've got five five lug, five lug hub on this 53. So I go to the GPS and I go to Bob's Texaco. And I said, you guys change tires? And he like, Eh, we're not this late at night. We won't we have to come back in the morning. And I go, I've got two trailer tires here, but and I've got two other tires. I need to switch the rubber over on. And he goes, ah, oh, I think Ronnie will do it. And I go, Ronnie? He goes, oh, yeah, he's got a mobile tire service, uh, truck to truck, and he'll come right out to you. And I said, split rims? And he's like, yep. Actually, at this point, I was talking to Ronnie. Within 15 minutes, Ronnie was out at the trailer. And he spent an hour with me 
changing split rims by hand. Wow. That was lucky. Dismounting my tires. Dismounting my tires. He worked up a sweat getting that original 53 rust split rims <laughs> apart. Just, just, just like Wally did. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I tell you, it's the first time I've ever seen it done. And while he's doing it, I'm thinking, you know, Cape Town to Cairo. Uh, this is how they had to do it. Yeah. Um, out in the boonies, I mean, he had a sledgehammer. He had a, another thing that looked almost like a maul that actually went in between the bead of the tire and the rim. And, uh, you know, he was pounding away and showed me how to take the slip hoop off, uh, put it back on, set it, and then put air in, you know. It was pretty neat. Take the what off? They have a hoop. The rim, oh, the hoop, rim. hoop. I thought you said poop, and I was going to have to use the duck noise again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, duck calling on your tank. I know, I know. I'm just, oh. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> so without Ronnie, you would have been in dead water there, huh? Well, on some of this adventure, you would have been ducking me quite a bit, probably. Uh, I bet. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have to be at work tomorrow morning. The next morning, it's you know 8 a.m. So oh like, man, 200 miles away, 227 miles for the GPS. Oh. <laughs> Hope you get so, a free magazine out of this. Good old Ronnie. Good old Ronnie changed the tires. He stayed there and helped with his lights on his truck. Helped me put them on the tire. Or you know, while he was doing the tires, I was packing the bearings because single axle had been sitting so long. I want to make sure I've got no issues going all the way back to New York, eventually to Collins. So he gets the tires done. We mount them. He helps me uh, root. Take all the stuff out from under the trailer. He helps me get all the jacks off the four corners. He helps me put it down on my truck. He waits until I get out of the swamp um, and up on the dry land. He helps me uh, take aluminum foil, hook up my rear run, my tail lights um, from the rear front to the rear because the wiring harness had the actual trailer and car ends on it, but they were still connected. And they were so rusted shut, you couldn't t you couldn't even move them. Mm. They'd been sitting there for so long. Wow. Um, got everything in the trailer, put down on the floor, put some of the coolers up in the back of the truck, uh, got it underway. And uh, Ronnie followed me all the way out to the main highway uh, until we got to a parking lot that was uh, lit. And he actually then followed me up to a gas station. By this time, it was about 10.45 at night. And uh, hadn't had supper, so Ronnie and I went and had some some good old fried chicken at, at uh, the Royal Farms there in uh, just below Salisbury, Maryland. Wow. So, uh, Quite the Ronnie's adventure. Truck. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if anybody's out on the Delmar Peninsula and need tire work, give Ronnie a call. I got I got a picture up on the blog that's got his truck and phone number and everything. Okay. Great guy, and he really, really bailed me out of a jam. <laughs> So I hooked on, and, uh, you know, I got back to Quantico. I drove till about uh, 2 in the morning, crashed for a few hours, and got up and drove the rest in of the way. In the trailer? To... No, I didn't sleep in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Not with the coolers? The trailer is nasty. I hear it had some pretty cool coolers in it, though. It had really cool coolers, but yeah. it had a lot of cool other stuff, too. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it it was scary. Um... Actually, I found one snakeskin in the uh, the rear coupler, the the rear water fill cap. I think he's got a snake in his water tank, actually, Colin. When oh, you great. take this thing apart, so there was a snakeskin in that uh, water cap that was on the rear end. Um, but it's a side uh, rear side bed, rear. Um, street side shower that I don't know how you can get into. You got to contort yourself around the the little uh, set of drawers there. Side bath or side bathroom, toilet and shower or sink. Then you come up to the kitchen area with your stuff, and then up front you got a table. Pretty neat. All right, let's fast forward now. You you eventually get this back home, right? It's my house. Yeah, get to your house, and then uh, the plan was to for you to tow it on up to Collins for Colin to do some work on it. Yep the the, the next trip uh, after I spent uh, Thanksgiving at home, I got home at uh, Wednesday 
Let's see. I got home at Wednesday at 9 a.m. with it. I departed Tuesday night and uh, uh, got halfway crashed and brought it home the rest of the way. Got it. Uh, spent Thanksgiving at home on Sunday. And then the real adventure uh, began. Then the real it- <laughs> uh, Originally, my, I've, I've got a, a 75 Sovereign at the house that's got to go to Collins, too, that's uh, a customer of Collins that I picked up and was, had promised to take up to Collins. So originally, my dad and I were going to hook on to, my dad was going to hook on to the Flying Cloud, and I was going to hook on to the Sovereign, and we were going to caravan up. Uh, his truck, he needed to do some oil change and all that, and he, he wasn't going to be ready until the following weekend, so... I convinced Zoe and to her and the boys to get in the truck at 6.30 a.m. on Sunday. And uh, uh, by bribing her with, I will stop at the outlets on the way home and go shopping. <laughs> what an idea. And, and uh, maybe we'll go to the North Pole up near Lake Placid and take the boys there for, for Christmas time. Oh, yeah. Let's have an great, adventure. Yeah. Great oh. plans. <laughs> an adventure. So we, we had it out Family at 6.30 we got up at 5.30 or so. We were on the road at 6.30, like clockwork. And the way we went for a four-and-a-half-hour uh, trip. You love it when a plan like, comes was, together. Uh, like for Gilligan's Island, like a two-hour trip or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. <But>, uh, <laughs> Three-hour tour. That's right. Um, and it was – got over to Oneonta, got on the interstate, going down through, and – Colin and I, we talked about at, at one point, so usually the main route is either through the woods, up through uh, the Adirondacks, or over to Albany and up the Northway. But Colin, on a couple trips ago, he's taken from uh, Saratoga Springs, Boston Spy area, a shortcut across, through the, not through the woods, but smaller roads to, to take the hypotenuse of the two uh, sides of the right triangle. Shorter. I said, okay, let's try that today, Zoe, make things a little different. And uh, so we did. And uh, got up to Amsterdam. Thank and, goodness uh, for that. Cruised up. <laughs> yes, thank God. Huh. And you'll you'll soon find out why. As I'm going past Amsterdam, I'm about eight or nine miles above Amsterdam on Route 67. I'm towing along, and everything's fine. And you're towing all Rich's, of a sudden, Rich's 53, right? Yep, yeah. that's Rich's 53 Flying Cloud. That we wanted to get that up there the soonest because I think Rich is trying to get up to Collins here in December time frame. To, to do some work on it. I think to hoe it out. Is correct, Rick Allen? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> so I'm driving along, and all of a sudden, I hear something. Look in the rear mirror, and all I see is sparks on my side. I'm like, oh, no. And I immediately <laughs> pull over, and as I'm going and coming to a stop, I see what I think is the rubber tire come out from under the trailer. And I'm like, I've blown a tire. So I get, I blown it, you know, I've got a flat. So I went back and uh, went straight to the back to the trailer because the tire was actually out in the middle of the inter, the highway. And as I go to grab the tire to move it out of the road, I'm like, "There's the tire, there's the rim, the lug nuts are still there." And I go to pick it up, the hub's still there. Like, <laughs> Oops. Oh my! I'm like, how can? And my immediate thought was, I've broken the axle. The axle broke. That was my first thought. And so I go back up and look in the wheel well, and this trailer happens to have, well, it has one good one, and the other one's broken because it looks, it's probably been used before. But it's got that, uh, what do you call them, Colin, the axle saver or the tire saver? Spring? Yeah, a skid plate thing. It's, the, it's um, the skid spring steel. It's spring steel that's rolled so that if you do have a flat, it drops onto that to keep the rim from, from uh, cutting up the tire. Yes, they're and, uh, actually uh, wonderful items, and um, they were popular, oh, 50s through 70s, I guess, and they no longer the, exist, but yeah. I the think sparks. we're going to be remaking them and sending them through vintage trailer supply. Yeah. <laughs> the, the sparks that I saw were actually the spring steel hitting the pavement, and that was what was dragging it wasn't the tire. It wasn't the, it wasn't the, uh, you know, the rim. That if you don't have that thing, the rim's gonna go down and hit, you know, steel, and it's gonna, you know, go rim to the through the tire to the pavement. So it'll ruin your tire. So 
I look and it's sitting there, and there's the spindle. It's not broken. Look at the end of the spindle, and it's got part of the cotter pin still there. But it something had heated up. It was either the bearings failed or a brake part came apart and got caught in the wheel or something. But it heated up enough, and it spun that nut right off, and the whole hub and the wheel and everything came off at once. Wow. So there I sit. So actually, when you were at safety skids, that's right. But you're on the safety skid, so it saved you. Yeah, I say I didn't. It continued to tow true, and I didn't even know what happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, except for the sparks, it, it attests the long wheelbase, I guess, of the Chevy. Too bad it wasn't snowing. You could just use them as skis and kept on going. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, my my good old Reese original Reese hitch that I use in my 34 footer did fine. Well, I'll, I'll read you this little thing here. They're called safety skids. This comes from the, the Wally Biome Store catalog, accessory catalog. Come to a safe stop in the event of a low or blown out tire or loss of wheel. Safety skids engage the road surface and hold trailer up so tire or tube cannot be cut by wheel rim. These safety skids are for airstreams only. For the all models and years through sixty one uh, years sixty one through seventy one, although yours is slightly different being a leaf spring, but still they uh, certainly work. Yeah, don't leave home without it, eh, Rob? They must have right. when this went back to the factory to have the bathroom put in. They must have put these on. Yeah, because I I I tell you, I if I have a single axle trailer, which I've got a few of them, um, <laughs> they will all have these. <laughs> skids on them yeah. um, before we go on another trip because it, it, it saved me it, it didn't cause an accident it very well could have um, yeah, I, I truly truly believe in them now first <laughs> time I've ever had this happen to me so of all the towing I've done wow. but I, I, I went back to the trailer and I looked up in the wheel because I'm expecting the wheel well up inside to be disintegrated you know, even though I quickly pulled over um, to the side of the road into the gravel and stuff, wheel well wasn't destroyed up in the side. The, there's a small inch, inch and a half tear on that very back corner of the wheel well. Well, you know the interesting skin. thing here, Rob? I, I spoke that? to Rich about that tear. That tear was there before you left uh, Maryland. Really? Yeah, you didn't cause any wheel well damage whatsoever to that trailer. Ah, oh, well, he's a pro. Uh, we wouldn't expect anything less. That's right. But it's that that amazing. Me feel, that makes me feel better because I I thought I did. He he could have gotten me good on it and made me feel terrible because I did. I was my immediate feeling was like, oh my god, oh, because you know here I am towing a a fifty three flying cloud thirteen panel way cool trailer and. You know, have this happen, and it wasn't a failed axle; it was happened to be failed bearings or whatever. Well, that was just the beginning. That was we left at six thirty, and this was about nine thirty. Because I told Colin, I emailed him, and said GPS says I'm going to be there about eleven fifteen, eleven thirty. So we had about two and a half hours to go, or so two 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 hours, two and a half hours. Colin's like, grab. You know, he's. We, I, I gave him a call again. I called called Colin for, for the rescue, and I'm like, well, "What can I do? I'm, I've got. I don't have another. Uh, the bearings were gone. I didn't have the bearings because. I mean, the, I had the cage from the inside bearing, but I didn't have the outside bearing. Didn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um. So I I jacked up the other side of the trailer, took the wheel off. Oh, by the way, on a '53. Flying cowed, the driver's side uh, bolts, uh, hub lugs are reverse thread, left-handed thread. Why they do that, I don't know. But, um, However, the spindle nut is not. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, so I, mean, I, you I, wouldn't have come to this problem. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it probably would have tightened down tight, and I wouldn't have gone anywhere, but I, yeah. I wouldn't have lost the wheel. I hear you. Mm -hmm. I jack up the other side and take the wheel off to get to the hubs and get the bearings on that side off, so I had bearings, Timken bearings in my hand. So I was off, used the Garmin, 
I said auto parts. I'm looking for a Napa tractor supply or Amsterdam and that's Camping World. Great, it's ten miles away. I can go there. Um, go to Napa. Bearings are not in stock. I go to. I'm standing in line at Napa, and this guy's like, "Is that it for a trailer?" He's like, "Yep." He goes, "I build trailers for a living. I got tons of bearings. I can hook you up." Go to his place. We went through probably 30 different bearings. None of them right. Go to Tractor Supply. Nothing. Go to Camping World. Sunday. It was a Sunday, of course. They Camping World was open, but uh, it was Alpine House is the RV dealer there. Their parts department was closed, so they had. I had no luck there. So now I'm, what, two in the afternoon. I and wife and no way I can move. No way I can move this trailer. And where are the wife and kitties? Where are the wife and kitties? They're with me. Okay. We I don't hitch. I don't hitch from the trailer and left it there. I figured nobody can steal this thing. <laughs> <laughs> it can't go anywhere unless they have a rollback. So I said eight miles back to Amsterdam. So I I did that and went back there with with Zoe and the boys. They're with me. And uh, I will say um, I do have two DVD players in the back of the truck, and that's a good thing (laughs) to keep the kids uh, occupied. You should have had one for Zoe as well. I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) She gets the GPS. So I I, uh, give Colin a call, and from the time I originally called Colin to the time I'd been doing all searching, unbeknownst to me, Colin had gone over to his shop and – Loaded up his truck with goodies because he knew that I was probably not going to have any luck on a Sunday finding any of the pieces I needed to get this trailer back on the road. So I give Colin a call and he's tell tell him tell him what you had in the back of the truck, Colin. Well, I I took a a hub bearings etc. Uh, from a fifty two cruiser. I took them uh, another one from a 1950 Limited that I have that's actually a five-stud hub. And I took another one from a, uh, a later 60s uh, six-stud uh, hub and a, a, a real floor jack and toolbox <laughs> and rags and flashlights and uh, tape and chains and grease and you name it and uh, basically waiting for the call and uh, I ended up because Rob basically was halfway between his house and my house so yep yep it and, took me two uh, and a half got, hours to get there while I'm at Camping World and I strike out again I, I gave the call to Colin see I I knew Colin, my whole intent was to be there before noon because I knew Colin was going with his son and wife to a birthday bowling party. So I was trying to get up there before all that. So this is about, what, 12.45, Colin? Yeah. I gave him the call and said, I'm out of Schlitz. Send them the pros. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> as at this point, I was, I was losing points with Suzanne and Colin was gaining points with Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> Suzanne and being so, Colin, Suzanne being Colin's wire. Yep. Yeah. And Zoe and, being mine. And, and now you should also point out there, Rob. Um, uh, you were also losing points with Suzanne, and you were losing points with Zoe. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So I, you were a two-time <laughs> loser. <laughs> Colin was. Yeah, exactly. So I was. There was no win-win for me at all. Here we are. Now, uh, Colin uh, headed right out, I believe. So yeah. the guy down the road from where I broke down, he's like, well, if you get this back up and you, you need a place to store it, bring it over here and you can store it. Really nice guy, uh, Dave um, Fontaine, plumber. I believe. is a you know, plumber from uh, there and, and between Balsam Spa and, and uh, Amsterdam. So I'm like, ah, no problem. I've got everything I need coming down from Plattsburgh. So uh, we... We wait. We go get lunch and try to do the best we can with it. And and then we get back there. And I start walking down the highway bef- behind the trailer, trying to find that outer bearing because you know any piece I can find is going to be you know help us out. Nothing. And then Colin and the shows nut, up. Maybe. And then yeah, and the three-quarter inch nut to to hold all the assembly on. 
got some cotter pins at Tractor Supply. Um, you know, I, trying to put all the pieces together, we're gonna need to put this hub back on so we can move it. At least move it. Let, let alone trying to get it still the counts and, and continue with the trip. Well, complete we're, the mission. We're coming up on an hour, guys. We need, we need to wind up the story here. Okay, we're almost Colin, there. Sh- Colin shows up, and uh, we pull out all the parts. And I uh, show him what the spindle looks like, and he goes, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> not oh, good that's words. not the right answer. No. <laughs> Try again. At the meantime, Colin told me at the at the auto store, Napa, to get some uh, uh, wheel grease so we can pack the bearings again. So I did that. I just threw it in the back seat behind me right underneath my son, my five-year-old son. While he's, we're looking at bearings, my five-year-old son gets the top of the wheel grease off and smothers it all over himself <laughs> in the truck. <laughs> you forgot so I'm now way, seat. I'm now way down over his school coat, over his school sneakers, over his car seat. So I'm way at the totem pole, the bottom of it now. Oh. <laughs> and Colin goes, this isn't good. We're, we're, this is, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Oh, no. Go ahead, Colin. You guys are the pros, man. I got, do I got to find new pros now? This is a 53 hey, we, flying we, cloud. Come on. All right, we, all right. We, we got it together on a Sunday. Okay, let's hear what happened. We're going to get Colin's point of view. So, so what we did is I took the 50 limited hub that I had and the bearings, but they wouldn't fit on his spindle. The uh, His spindle was too small. Very small but, spindle. Yeah, but I said, you know what? Let's just get this hub on. At least it's going to turn. You know, like you can go 100 feet with it. We're not going on the highway or anything. So he put yeah, that had, hub we on. Did abandoned, we did abandon getting it to Collins. Yeah, yeah, that at was... The, at this that, point. Yeah, originally I was going to, you know, we are going to put it together and I was going to tow it back. But that obviously <laughs> didn't happen. But anyway, we uh, put these other bearings onto this other hub put it onto the spindle with some lots of grease and a big washer and the new uh, castle nut that uh, Rob had purchased and a cotter pin. And then, uh, of course, the tire was flat, but he had the original wheel. Spare. I guess it was the spare that was from 1953, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it still anyway. had air in it. Yeah, well, you know, I found from racing sometimes the uh, the biggest pieces of junk you keep them around because they become the jewels sometimes when you're in <laughs> dire distress. Right. And uh, anyway, we bolted that on, and uh, I hooked it up to my truck, and of course it was dark at that point, and the troopers had already been by once, and we had flares out on the road, and thanks, uh, thank you, New York State troopers, for the flares. Yeah. Well, we actually had some flares, but they had to put out more. But anyway, towed it away, and I'm sure Zoe was so pleased to see that thing start to move. But, uh, <laughs> went up to the next street, did a UE, and uh, went back to this guy's house, and we parked it very nicely in his yard, and he said, see you next week. That's right. Remember, this is two hours from my house, but ten out, the tenth hour of the day. Oh, yeah. you no shopping and, and no North Pole. No. Mm. Well, and, and, uh, I turned around and drove another two and a half hours home again. That's right. <laughs> well, we got it over to uh, Mr. Fontaine's, uh, the plumber in the back of his shop. And then, uh, of course, Colin hadn't even seen the inside of the trail yet. So yeah. what do we got? What are the two guys got to do? Uh-uh. And we actually uh, gave him a tour of uh, of the Airstream to uh, Mr. Fontaine, too. So There you go. And I got, of course, I got in trouble for doing that, too. <laughs> Just, we, we should have we been on the road. Oh, boy. <laughs> Well, well, see, I was flying out here to San Diego. At, you know, I had to leave my house at 4 a.m. the next morning to go to San Diego. So, yeah, it was a, yeah, probably hindsight. I probably should have waited, but I, I knew that this upcoming weekend I'm trying to take that 75 Sovereign, and now it's going to be the continued recovery mission of the Flying Cloud with my dad and I, uh, like the original mission. But it's supposed to snow on Saturday, so it'll be interesting again. So, for all our listeners, we're going to have to tune in to the next, tune in next time. episode, the same bat channel, uh, to find out the outcome of this, <laughs> this, this mission. Oh. 
Find out what happens to Rich's 53 Flying Cloud. <laughs> Next time the on the cloud. It's the dragging cloud. <laughs> well, needless to say, whatever happens to this trailer, um, it's definitely going to get a new axle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. You think that spring steel will make it all the way, Colin? Sure. If that's the case. <laughs> oh boy. Well, that's yeah, quite, it's quite the adventure. Quite the adventure. Well, we're gone a little bit over an hour here, so why don't we wrap it up real quick with he, Rich, want to know what, what do you guys think of his flying cloud and what should he do with it? <laughs> what would you want to tell him to do with his flying cloud at 1030 at night when you've been there all day? Well, we were, could have told him to say, you know what, Rich? See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Come get it. Well, yeah, well what did there Mr. As Mr. Fontaine put it, I've always wanted my own airstream. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> when we left it there in his driveway. Just no, it's it's gonna be cool. It's a nice trailer. I mean, you just turned it into a park model, is all. That's right, right. right. <laughs> Thirteen well. panel park model. It it could potentially be. Uh, you know, we can restore it for. A potential client. That's one option. It could turn into another uh, scenario, much like Vintage Lightning is. Uh, a sold trailer, trailer. For the magazine, or who knows? It's um, it's up for grabs at this point, actually. We've even thought that the host of the VAP needs two vintage trailers. That's right. <laughs> right, right. But, but he has to come and get, he has to come and get it. Yeah, from Mister Fontaine's house. Yeah, there you go. That's right. As is, no warranties implied. There you go. All right, no, guys. It's just with the vintage trailer. Expect anything when you're hooking on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's part of the part of the allure, the allure of vintage, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to concluding the story here on this getting up to Collins' place on the next show. We get it concluded right. now because we're way over time. So thanks again, guys, for uh, doing the show, and we will follow up with this story next time. All right, guys, so you see it out on the uh, Northway, Colin. All right, <laughs> have a good one, guys. <laughs> bye bye. If you want to get in contact with us here at the VAP Podcast, you can call the voicemail hotline at 206-202-4VAP. And the email address is questions at thevap.com. Rivets! I need more rivets!